now we're recording. It's the metronome. Ooh. Yeah. It's like a four, three, two. Four and three and two and what one. Good morning, campers. Have no fear, happy campers. This year it's a summer camp-themed podcast where we reminisce about the stuff that we missed, about the best summers we ever had. And there will be reflection and lots of introspection and a great selection of guests that will stop by. So grab a glass of bug juice, relax, and say hi to both your hosts. We're Julie and Sammy, your podcast family. We're going to start the show. Here we are, back, episode three. Happy Campers Podcast. <laughs> Got a fun topic for you today. Uh, we like to call it Your Body and Camp. Or just like camp hygiene. I don't know. We like really went back and forth a lot about what to call this episode. But. It feels like a really... You know, put together thing to call it your body and camp, your like a book you would camp. find in a children's bookstore about developing bodies. Your body yourself. Do you remember that American Girl book? That was like a huge thing. We'll talk about that. That's I'm writing that down. Um, okay, so I'm Sammy Moskowitz and Julia Linden right over here, and we are your hosts. And today we have an awesome. Two guests. We have two guests today. Uh, the first one who is here with us right now, her name is Rebecca Celli, and she was a camper and a counselor. And our second guest, who's going to be on with us a little bit later, her name is Caroline Lampin Miller, and she's, she got married. Yes, yeah, she did. Um, also a camper. She was never a counselor, but she's going to come talk to us a little bit later on. So, Rebecca Celli, welcome. Hello, thanks thanks for having me, guys. So this is a story sent in by my friend Blythe. We went to college together. Uh, So Julie's going to read it. Take it away. All right. I went to a Catholic all-girls camp in the mountains of Pennsylvania for a week each summer after 6th and 7th grade, and I had a blast. But when I went for my first time, I got my period on the first day of camp. I cannot tell you why I made the decisions that I made, I only remember the facts. Even though it was not my first time getting my period, I had failed to even plan that this would potentially happen, so I had no equipment with me. Even though I was with two cousins and three neighbors and a ton of new friends at an all-girls camp, I was somehow too embarrassed to ask anyone to loan me any supplies. Instead, I used, and I still can't believe this, the six-pack of brand-new white socks that my mom bought me. I can still remember the plop of the, <laughs> of the blood-soaked socks as I threw them in the trash at the end of each day. I told no one for Until years. Now. Hope that helps with the podcast. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you Blight. Blight, killing it. Blight, I love everything about that story, but what I really love is the word plop. <laughs> <laughs> the plop of the socks of the socks. Of the, of the, of the blood soaked blood socks, socks into the trash, and then also how much she hopes that this helps with the podcast. <laughs> At least they were new socks. They were like brand new socks. Yeah, right. people were like, "Girl, why don't you have any socks this summer?" And she'd be like, mm, I, I "Maybe put she was like in my pants." Afflicted. <laughs> I do have socks, girl. They're just not where you think they are. <laughs> Yeah. So she was like stuffing her pants. I get like I guess using them as a pack. I wonder how many socks per day. I don't know. I think six packs. So she probably it was a one six a pack, day. So there were twelve socks. Yeah. She was there for a week. Oh yeah, seven I forgot socks are doubles. 
Yeah, two socks. I know you don't wear socks that often. No. So. <laughs> Still figuring out the sock game. Um, but like Blythe nailed that sock game from yeah. day one. Also, Catholic girls camp, very different from our experiences. Yeah, for sure. Jewish girls camp, you might be like, yeah, I got my period. Like, do you have anything? That, but we didn't go to Jewish girls camp. It was mm. just like a camp that Jews go to. That's how I always describe mm. it. Like yeah. predominantly Jewish, but like I, it's like not a requirement and we don't do anything religious at all. It's like unspoken culturally like bat mitzvahs yeah, are really like very, important very yeah. culturally yeah, like an activity sure. was bat mitzvah study for your bat mitzvah yeah <laughs> where you'd sit with your headphones and a little disc going <laughs> except that that's passover but yes well some people get bat mitzvah on passover did you no june 10th june 10th was the birthday julia's luau shmini was my portion shmini Mine was uh, like the binding of Isaac. Mine was in October and I had bat mitzvah study at camp and uh, I didn't, I never did it. And so they had to shorten my Torah portion. They told me not to sing mine. <laughs> Real? Oh, that's sad. Yeah. So uh, this, the American girl book. Do you want to oh, talk about so there's this book that was put out by the American girl company, corporation, whatever. Yeah. Uh, nonprofit? No, no, no they're non-profit. definitely, they're, they're for profit because the, those dolls were like $300. Yeah, the accessories. And then you had to buy all the accessories. Mm-hmm. I had one, a Samantha doll, because my name is Samantha, obviously. Um, anyways. Wait, that's what Sammy's short for? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh. So the. You're like, I thought you were Sammy proper. <laughs> yeah, Sammy. Straight. Sammy, that's yeah, you're it. You're not a Samantha and you're not a Rebecca. Actually, my my voicemail says you've reached the voicemail of Samantha Moskowitz. Caden called it and was like, this is the weirdest thing that's ever happened. It's very unsettling. I know. Well, I'm a lawyer in real life. That so is like, so are you Sammy so in at Hello. the office? No. Sam or Samantha. Sam? Mm-hmm. Because my I work for my dad. My dad calls me Sam, so a lot of people pick up on his cue. But no one calls me Sam either. Sammy's a camp. Sammy is my true self, I feel like. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So American Girl Doll book. There was this book. I'm sure people remember it. If you remember it, send us an email. Tell us about it. Take a selfie of you and your book. Yeah. Um, So there's this book that was all about like your body. And we like, someone had a copy of it at camp and it was like the holy grail, especially when we were like 13, 14, like figuring stuff out. It was very graphic. There were like illustrations of the breast because it would be like, yeah, yeah they're having mosquito bites. Oh, you got big. Yeah, yeah, bits. yeah, yeah. And then like there, there was <laughs> there was there was like a lot of like important information in there that we learned. It can't. We would like sit around and read out loud from it late at night or I don't know rest hour. My bunk was like very sexual. Sexual. I remember your bunk would make up like dirty words to, to campfire like, very songs. serious oh, really? mm-hmm. songs. Mm-hmm. So we sang it the entire summer and we got like bunk 12 came to our bunk and like sat us down and we're like disrespectful. Yeah, they it's told us disrespectful. disrespectful. We did it with a few songs. Maybe. You um, guys were like the the Weird Al Yanks of. <laughs> we were the dirty Weird Al Yanks. We were like not that good of a bunk, TPH, but whatever. I mean, like. We did. We're, What's TBH? To be honest. Oh my god. I'm Sorry. Not hip. <laughs> Getting down with I was the like, lingo. to be determined. Did to you mess up TBD? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not. I mean, like we weren't like good kids. At, oh, well, we weren't good kids. We were just like mean <laughs> and like pulled a lot of pranks and like did a lot of dirty stuff. We played ten fingers with every counselor in sight, and they played with us, which is the more ridiculous thing. 
Why do we do that? Because it's fun. Yeah. We just Our rafting guide, we played 10. He was so hot. We played 10 fingers with him. And he played with us. <laughs> do you I'm, think Barack Obama's ever played 10 fingers? I, ho- I hope so. He has really big hands. Those would be like significant Long 10 fingers. Do you think Donald Trump's ever played 10 fingers? With his tiny hands? If Donald Trump You're bringing was a it back to at Walden, politics again. What activity would he teach? Archery? <laughs> <laughs> Art, what's I like think a, computers. A compu- no, <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore. Like arts and crafts. <laughs> he wouldn't teach computers. He can't reach all the keys. That's true. Something that everyone hates. Computers? Computer. Uh, that's not a real... Bot that's not activity study. anymore. Bot mitzvah study. Well, computers was just like hangout time. It was like you made... It's so interesting because when we had computers at camp, it was a time where like not everyone had computers in right. their house or they weren't allowed to use them all the time. Yeah. And like, and so we had computers. They were like 10 year old computers. Yeah. And we had like, I just played life on it. I played life. And then you also like printed stuff to iron onto your Logos, shirts. Yeah. Right. And then you made like greeting cards to send were home. Like and then as the soon as computers became like ubiquitous, they were like, no, we're getting rid of these. And now there's no computers. I mean, there's computers in the office. Is there an iPad check? iPad shack. No. They brought back um, photography, apparently. That's cool. Photography? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That I think they awesome. just run around with um, digital cameras. Just, I like, don't think it's anything that they print them out. There are no dark rooms or anything. Yeah. The, the computers that the kids use to make the camp yearbooks don't have internet access. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, so they're just like making it in Word or layout or whatever. God forbid. This went on a tangent. Yeah, I don't really know. We what went on about. a big tangent. Okay, now I want to talk about what we kind of uh, were tiptoeing around last time, mm. which is this idea of like, why is it so hard to get yourself to the shower house? And when you do get yourself to the shower house, what is it like to be on that line and wait and observe the rest of the other people cleaning themselves? Can we just talk about the walk back from the shower house? We can where, talk about all of it. <laughs> where when you're walking back and you're all wet and it, at Walden, it, they require you to wear flip-flops. But since you're walking back in pine needles and mud, the mud and dirt <laughs> flick back to your yeah. upper thighs and shins and like back. So you end up actually like dirtier than you went. Yeah. And that has to be enough of an incentive so not to thing. do it. Is that I think that at Walden, it's like unique to have a shower house. I feel like mo- a lot of camps have showers in the bunk. It's kind of about the collective experience. Yeah. yeah. The intimacy it, of the small camp. Exactly. How can at you be Wal- friends if you don't shower If you together? don't see everyone naked. It's just at Walden, we have 12 showers for the entire camp. And Usually we, about nine working. Yeah, and if, and of and the nine, is, and what exactly is happening with the ones that are not working? I don't know. And of the nine They're too working, cold. no, of the nine working, there's probably six that have hot water. It's right. like very. It's like yeah. It's and like one has a spider infesting. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like it's so. It's you have to you know don a robe or a towel and carry your shower caddy that's yeah, like a hundred pounds yeah. full of four different types of shampoo exactly to the shower house and then we have their stalls but when we were campers it was a little different than it is now because they built out the stalls now so there are two layers of there's like a little <laughs> area where you can like remove your rope, towel right? and be yeah, but when we that were, was not a thing yeah when we were campers it was just one shower curtain 
and there were no hooks on the on the sides of the showers, which right. there are now too. And so you that's had a, to. That's an easy fix, also. That's a <laughs> screw and a. And and it's a I nail, don't know why really. that was. And then like. Plastic. And then you had to. You put your towel on the hook, which was across the like aisle, uh-huh. and then run into the shower as fast yes, as you that, could like, to like protect your second. body. <laughs> yeah, and then you took a shower. So like, I think that part of the off-putting thing for me was like I had to be fully naked in front of other required. people. It was yeah. a spectacle yeah. for I mean, for you were showering in public those two seconds. And then I think another thing, especially when I was younger, because when I got older, I definitely appreciated the showers. Was that I uh, was away from home for the first time and I took showers and baths every day when I was at home and I got to camp and I was like not that I disliked them at home but I'm I was just, just like, like What's the point? I'm in charge of my own destiny you know like my I just body my rules exactly so I feel like that for me that was like my biggest impetus I was like I'm in the lake I don't have to shower whatever like mm-hmm. it's fine but I, I did. I had to be scheduled to shower. Also, just when I was like way younger, you know, like nine, ten, my first yeah. summers, like I didn't need deodorant yet. Yeah, I didn't like, need those things. But yeah. like camp, like my body changed while I was at camp. So I was yeah. like, oh my God, I need yeah. this stuff now. Yeah, for sure. Also, once you finally did get into the shower after waiting on that line forever, you're intact. You couldn't like take a cool, like relaxing <laughs> no. shower. The entire shower was people outside just be like, are you done? Are you done? Are you going to finish that? I don't you know done? in that one, but they need to get out. Yeah. It's been a long time. I've, uh, been, in line for, I've been in line for seven minutes. Like, oh my God, now she's shaving her legs? Come on. Oh, shaving your legs Shave at camp. Shave them outside. Just literally the worst thing ever. It's Those showers were like three feet by three feet wide. They were impossible. No, oh, you were shaving your legs while giving, looking straight uh, at yeah, the yeah, line. Yeah, giving a full yeah. show to everyone. Yeah, <laughs> it's it was the worst. Especially, I mean, that as a counselor, it was the showering situation was like infinitely better because you could shower after taps. Right. So, like after all the kids went to bed, there's nothing better than a nighttime shower I in love, Maine too. Yeah, I'm generally except a, for the dark. It, Enhances the issue I talked about before. Where yeah, the flicking back. of the and not just getting the pine needles, literally falling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah the roots in the way. Yeah, and you're slipping all over the place with your flip flops. It's the worst. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like a bunch of us have some pretty some good stories. stories. I want to hear, uh, uh, I hear Rebecca's. Story yeah. First. Um. So I was ten. No, I was probably twelve at this time. So I had the agency of being at camp a couple years and kind of being ready to take risks and be more risky with what I did. I was a shyer, younger camper. And I was with the girls in my bunk. And at Walden, when you walk by the kitchen, there's like a storage area where they keep all of the kitchen supplies and food. And one of the things that I would peek into that area, it's like kind of a giant fridge type thing. And I would see this huge, you know, 300 serving container of icing that they made, probably used for the entire summer to make all of the birthday cakes. <laughs> yeah. And so I would see that and I came up with this idea with like two other girls that we were going to sneak in and steal that tub. Great idea because, Amazing. I mean, you can they never can have it too much icing. Like yeah. It's just like meals, every meal all the time. <laughs> so we stole it. Was it chocolate then, or vanilla? It was vanilla. I wouldn't go for chocolate. It wouldn't Ooh. be worth it. We stole it. We like hid it underneath our uh, uniforms, ran it back to the bunk, 
and stored it in a trunk for the entire summer. And so like late at night, we would look at each other and shrug and point to the trunk and we would lick our fingers, stick it in, all of us. And these are fingers that are like caked in dirt. In showers, you just don't get the dirt underneath the fingers out. I mean, that's just something that's completely foregone. Um, And so we had that all summer. And then, of course, there were... uh, mosquitoes swarming around the icing and mice that we didn't really associate with the icing. (laughs) Now in retrospect, those mice which were named and seen as key figures of the bunk were definitely... They were in it for the icing. So, I mean, that was sitting there with my clothing for the whole summer until one girl who was like a little bit on edge about the whole thing was like, okay, I think it's time we throw it away. And then we had to decide where to throw it out so that we weren't caught. Where did you throw it out? We, you know, secretly took it back to the main house and put it in a general garbage can. And they opened it up and it was just full of, like, flies. Flies, yeah. Ugh, gross. I remember personally being really sad to see it go. I wonder what the, like, chef was like, where'd my icing go? Like, chocolate cakes for the rest of camp. (laughs) Yeah. Just, like, some girl must have been really pissed with, like, a July 31st birthday. It's like a vanilla fiend. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. That was such a good one. That actually leads well to your aunt's story, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. Mine's about mold. <laughs> oh, it'll go for the mold. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so it, all, it definitely goes back to, again, my first summer in 2001 when I didn't understand the concept of showering and, and how to kind of take care of my own body. Uh, so it was also the summer that those Adidas sneakers were really popular where they were just white with like the three black stripes. Samba. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do they call? Samba. Yeah. Yeah. Samba. They're kind of like classic soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. made me look like a really cool I was a soccer player They're during a cool the time. Girl. Yeah. Cool girl. So I had a pair of those and I wore them every day since I got off the bus and I didn't wear them with socks. Uh which turned out to be a small issue because it was about 2 weeks in and I was playing up on the tennis courts and started to just complain that I couldn't really run anymore. And then Buddy, who was the head of tennis, came over and he was like, what's wrong, kid? You got to like get a Buck little up. bit tougher. Stop like being such a bitch. <laughs> you know. I'm sure Buddy said that to you. <laughs> he was like, stop being such a bitch, you nine-year-old. <laughs> no. He said, what's going on, sweetie? Mm, uh, maybe not. And then I said, my feet hurt. And he said, what's going on? And so he made me take my shoes off and look at them. And that's when I started crying because my entire, like the sole of my foot was just black, covered in soot. And then he opened up my shoes and smelled the inside and just smet, like reeked of mold. Oh, God. Uh, and he made some call. And before I knew it, my camp sister at the time, Ellis, was taken out of her activities and brought up to the tennis courts. <laughs> And I was resisting and, like, slapping, I think. And she threw me over her shoulders because she was, like, eight feet tall. She was very tall. And brought me down to the nearest hose, which was, like, attached to the Ark, which was the big theater building. And she just started scrubbing me and scrubbing away. Your and I feet. was crying. Like, oh, and my God. And kicking. And finally, she got it to a point where you could, like, see skin again. <laughs> and then returned me to the tennis court. And then you had to wear socks for the rest of the And then they told me that socks were an essential part of, <laughs> of the shoes. combination of <laughs> tennis shoes and, and playing things. And ever since then, I've really worn socks. That's important. When people started wearing Toms with no socks, I wore socks. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I, I'm... 
uh, I think I'm pretty good about wearing socks. I my parents sent me up to camp one summer with zero socks. Like, did you write a letter about it? I wrote a letter about it that said, "Send me socks." That's basically all it socks. said. Socks, gum. That's all. No, it was like literally like, "You didn't send me with socks. Send me socks." That was the whole letter. It was mean. Oh um, speaking of my parents, this is a good segue to my story. That was a good story. I like your black feet. Like, were you injured at all? Like, did it hurt I mean, you? Everyone was like, oh, my God, yeah, did you get athlete's foot? And I was like, I, I gave something nine, to no myself, idea. but I didn't catch anything. It it's completely my fault. But it's like, I think it's like a It's like fungus. a fungal thing a that fungus. they get yeah. in. Actually, like, I think I have yeah. had that. You have? Yeah. It, it, it's almost like a blistery fungus. I have no idea. I've had it. It's like it's in between hot your toes. Yeah, it's in between your toes. Yeah, it's sick. It's Gross. disgusting. Gross. It literally is so fungy that it becomes a blister. Yeah. That's what I was wondering, if you were like in pain. I mean, you were because you could. I was, but it was an athlete's foot. It was just just like thing that I, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Okay. So here's my story. So it was parents' weekend, bunk one, and uh, I we had trunk and drawer inspection. Everything went fine. I was a pretty dirty kid, but like uh, you know, generally the inspection went over okay. Um, I get to my parents get to camp. My mom is currently still is just like a little bit uh obsessive about cleanliness not obsessive isn't a right word but she's like you know very clean she's a clean lady and uh so she sits on my bed and she is like feeling around my bed and there are all these lumps in my bed (laughs) she's like what is going on here and she pulls back my comforter and all of my dirty laundry was just stored in my bed like in my sheets and so my mom kind of flipped out a little bit. I remember it as flipping out because I was nine, but maybe it wasn't as big a deal as it, I make it out to me. So I literally, so she like complains to Pam, who was the head counselor at the time, I think. And they come and get my laundry and it's so far gone. It's like damp and dirty and like growing mold that they have to take it out of camp to do the laundry. Like they have to have it professionally cleaned because it's disgusting And my mom is, like, in a frenzy around my bunk. Like, I envision it as, like, I'm standing in the middle of my bunk sobbing. And my mom is, like, a Tasmanian devil around me cleaning. Like, that's how I remember it. I don't know if that's actually true. But I was just, like, so distraught that, like, she had uncovered the dirty laundry, that she now felt it. I was like, this is my space, and you were coming in here and cleaning everything, like, making such a big deal out of it. I was like, whatever. My dirty underwear is in the bed. I don't care. And, like, it was just, it was, like, my first ever, ever. After that, for Parents Weekend, I was, like, just very by the books clean. Like I didn't just fold the top two layers of trunk and drawer inspection. (laughs) I folded everything because I couldn't have that happen again. It was like very intense for me. Still recovering. What? (laughs) Still recovering. I'm like still, yeah, I'm like still scarred by it. A little bit, a little bit. I have this memory of getting home. Like the first night once I got home after camp, I would just, you know, cry my brains out and I'd just be like so upset and then the next day, it was even worse because it was the day that my mom would basically scrub. It was called Scrub Down. And she was scrubbing down. And I'd meet her in her bathroom. And she would get like a couple small little hand towels, water, and soap. 
and I would just like just go for it. Be, just I, I like would just like cry my there, way through it in like a Jesus pose and let her just like <laughs> scrub every inch of my body, and it, she would get around like my neck and like the, my kind of like the front of my neck, so my throat basically. And I would just like stop, <laughs> and then she would sh- and I would complain. And then every couple seconds, she would just show me the dirt that she was getting off my body to like prove that it was all necessary. And this it obviously was, was but I was like. It was just, I was like, this is the worst thing ever. Did Emily need that? No. Emily is Julia's sister. <laughs> no, I was the gross one. You Just only you. Emily, like, took care and maintained the scrubbing. I just never scrubbed all summer. <laughs> I don't think I did either. I remember coming home my first summer, and I felt really independent because it was my first summer. And mind you, at Walden, you don't do your own laundry, but I was, like, so feeling so proud and independent that I was like, and I'll start doing my laundry now. <laughs> my parents were just concerned. They were like, you like, don't know how I to mean, do that. I mean, you can try, but <laughs> no. That's really funny. Um, I also remember this one time. We used to have sodas at camp. It was like you could go get 50 cents, mm-hmm. put it in the soda Every machine. Every time I buy a Coke today for one fifty, right? I think about that it was fifty cents. You yeah, it was a can. There were cans yes. of Coke. I don't. In my know. office, they're a dollar. Um, Good. I know it's not that bad. And I had a, a cherry Coke, which was my fave. And I drank some of it, and then I just like didn't want any more right at that moment. So I left it in the bins area, not in the actual bins, but sitting on top. And then the next day, I was like, oh, my cherry Coke, delicious. <laughs> and so I took a big swig and got a mouthful of alive ants. Yeah. Oh and it God. was the grossest thing that's ever happened to me. That's so bad. It's, it was so disgusting. So I bad. like I cried. I believe I just it was the worst. It turns out ants really love open soda. Open soda. Yeah, they love it. I used to uh, have Swissmas the packets for uh, the chocolate the hot chocolate. Hot chocolate, and I would do that same lick finger lick thing. Oh, that was yeah. so good. Just a normal thing I did. <laughs> and I would d- dip and lick so much I wouldn't use any of it for hot chocolate that my finger would turn brown. Yeah. Oh, nice. It, all of the brown chocolate would just like seep Nothing into my skin. Nothing just a little index. Just like a little. Just yeah. a little bit of brown. I'll wrap it up. All right. Great. This is good. I really like these gross stories. It's really funny. I hope you guys are eating while listening to this. Yeah, I hope that too. Maybe having some, enjoying some hot chocolate or yeah. a cherry Coke. I feel like I learned a lot, like especially about like athletes' foot. <laughs> specifics about that. Are yeah, we should Google yeah, that. Let's Google that later. You can email me. Yeah, okay. I well. actually have a personal. Yeah, experience. do you have any photos of your athlete's foot? We can put that up on the Instagram. <laughs> I remember finding <laughs> it in high school, so it was actually <laughs> gross, like gross. not as accepting of a place for it. All right. So, Chelly, Rebecca, I always call you Chelly. Everyone does, right? Is that a, a, a so, camp thing or yeah. like a. I have a lot of nicknames. I feel like. What Rebecca are the other nicknames, Chell? A lot of people call me Reba. Oh, yeah, the Reebs. Reba. Yeah. Which, like, is the most heinous name of all time, but I've kind of owned it. Because <laughs> it's better. Rebecca's so formal. It's it very is. generic. It's very formal. Like, I don't really identify. Yeah, I feel like you're Chelly to me. Anyway, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having thanks me. So High it. honor. We're recording. What's up? Recording. We're awesome. here. Part two. Ooh, with our second guest, we have Caroline Miller. <laughs> hey. Hey, what's up, girl? Hey, girl. Hey. We know her as Caroline Lampin, we but do. recently... 
And by recently, I mean probably about four years ago. Three, she, three years ago, it's she got good. married to a wonderful man. Thank and you. Uh, also the ceremony looked wonderful. And my whole family is there. And they sent me <laughs> lots of pictures. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I love you guys. I love Caroline. And... Um, That's so beautiful. I wish you were there now. Yeah. Um, I mean, you had a choice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but Caroline is someone who I've always looked up to, and I felt like I was always a, uh, a little child around her and a very dirty child at that. I always looked up to Caroline, too, even though we were in the same bunk. <laughs> she slept across from me, like, I think probably six out of the seven summers. Yeah, I mean... like. Right next to me. Yeah, yep, yep. About right next to I every think. summer. Yeah. And I was the dirtiest child, and Caroline was the cleanest one. Like, how did I don't understand how that happened? You literally came to camp on day one and you were like, I got this. Inspection, good. Showering, every day, done. I don't know how you did it. Oh, man. If my mother heard this, she would be so thrilled. Oh, my God. Is this a surprise to you? Do you... I mean, I never thought of myself as, like, the cleanest one. Like, there were definitely others in our bunk who were cleaner. I don't know who who was cleaner than you. I mean, like, Farrell. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's pretty clean. Yeah, she's clean. Uh, Shout out to Farrell. Just got engaged yesterday. (laughs) Mazel tov. Mazel tov. (laughs) Mazel tov. Um... But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm honored that you think of me as that. Um, I'd have to say, yes, like showering every day was critical. You get a little sweaty out there at Camp Walden. I didn't do that at all. Um, How do you feel about the idea of the lake being enough of a shower? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like back in the day, I did not shower every day. I still don't shower every day. But... <laughs> whoops. Gross. Um on oh, daylight today. But um, yeah, I mean, I feel like say, I had the pleasure, the, the true pleasure of, I think, sleeping next to Sammy for seven consecutive summers. So perhaps it seemed more extreme when you compared the two of us. The two of us together. But I, I definitely made my bed every morning. That's definitely Susan Lampin's um, influence on me, mm-hmm. my mother. Um, Sammy, I feel like she did more of the pull the covers up and throw yeah. some things under the cover. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But so it like flew by for inspection. So it was good enough for us to like still get our top notch rating. But when visitors weekend rolled around, I can for sure remember Sammy's parents like storming into the bunk, <laughs> eager to see what Sammy had done to the place. And they would be like pretty, I think like pretty pleasantly surprised to see at first it looked clean. But then maybe when you start peeling back the layers of the uh, comforter, you'd find all sorts of goodies under there. I actually told that story a little earlier in the, in the podcast about how bunk one, I don't know if you recall bunk one, but like I hid all of my dirty laundry in my bed. Yeah. That's no, I remember. Eight years old? Yeah. I was nine, nine years old. And um, I... Uh, my mom was like a Tasmanian devil around us cleaning, and I was just standing in the middle of the bunk sobbing. I was just like so sad that she had figured out my secrets. They always do. But you know what? I, uh, I remember you, one of my funniest memories of you, and speaking of Parents Weekend, is that your dad... <laughs> Every summer, clipped my toenails at camp. <laughs> this is so strange. <laughs> Parents weekend. 
Um, <laughs> yes. Sammy reminded me of this incredible memory pretty recently, and somehow I had let that slip my mind. But I guess as a nine or a 10-year-old, we didn't really clip our own toenails, which doesn't seem so strange. Maybe it is. And over parents' weekend, my dad would come and clean mine because I used to get ingrown toenails. Mm-hmm. So it was critical. Tell us more about that. It was critical <laughs> that four weeks through the summer, I had like a good clipping back so I could still participate in all the sports and the hikes and everything. And um, yeah, Sammy's parents, I guess, volunteered my dad to help groom her as well. So we would like line up and I would go first. Yeah. And I guess Sammy would get her toes clipped afterwards. I know. I think what really it was is that you had the nail clipper. And then, like, your dad was just there doing it already. Yeah. And he was like, hop on in. Yeah. <laughs> I, wonder in on he, I wonder if um, if um, Julia's sister got in on that, too. Maybe. She clipped her own. Oh, she's Yeah, really we sorry. learned in my family at a young age we to be <laughs> self-sufficient. Such independent, strong women. That's us. Thank you, Lisa Linden, for that. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was certainly special and something that will always tie Sammy and I together. Yeah, for sure. Is our as the grooming when we when we 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 were on the same level over parents weekend. Over yeah, by the end of parents weekend we were at the same level and then I worked to slowly deteriorate yeah. that by the end of the summer. I feel like one thing that people always commented on were for like the dirtier campers was like the like two, there were in my mind there's like two markers of dirty. One is the color of your shirt. Mm-hmm. So we had to wear white shirts at Walden and which is kind of silly in hindsight why we did that. And I feel like some people definitely like wore the same shirt for 3 days in a row and it definitely got a little brown around there. Now how about those brown shorts? I would wear those for a full full Yeah, weeks. but like <laughs> that you can cover up a lot of stuff in those brown shorts. <laughs> Basically everything. And basically everything. And then the second, I feel like I remember, is walking. The showers weren't in the bunks. So to like go shower, you had to walk through all these pine needles in your flip-flops back to your bunk. But that was like quite a feat because your feet were soaking wet. So I feel like I was always so careful with every little step I took <laughs> to like minimize the number of pine needles that touched my clean, clean feet. But... Perhaps others, I remember, were not as careful and their like feet would be like completely soiled in pine needles by the time they got back to their bunks. Now, with you being an adult woman and your brain fully developed, do you feel like if you had to create some type of piece of technology to like fix that issue, like whether it's, you know, a giant like tube socks that you like throw out after, like how would you solve that issue? I... Whoa. That's how, such a good question. Yeah. How would I solve that issue? The million dollar question. I mean, the easiest way would be to like move the showers into the bunks. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so perhaps in like Camp 2.0 version, like the the nice, the future nicer version of Walden, there will be showers attached. That's actually like very common in most camps is that the showers are in the bunks. Right. But we just had a central shower had, where we used to line up around yeah. the trees uh-huh. to get clean in showers that probably didn't really have functioning shower curtains either. No. We, yeah. Uh, also, do you remember when we used to get ready for socials and we would blow, plug in our blow dryers into the outlets that were on the trees? In the trees. I That's tell people I thought, that all yeah, the time. People get ready for things. That's Big events. I can't, I still, looking back at, first of all, why were there electrical outlets? In the trees. In the trees. It's a mystery to me how... How that camp is wi- how the camp is wired. I that think way. the only person who knew has long since 
passed away and like no one will ever know <laughs> the true Yes, you just whisper that. It was Roger. Um, uh, No one will ever truly know how camp was wired, like the whole thing. It's insane. That that actually is not true. There is somebody who knows how camp is wired. Roger. (laughs) Who? You, Sammy Moskowitz. One summer, (laughs) one summer, Sammy figured out how to turn the electricity on in our camp in our bunk, and it ha- and it wasn't supposed to have electricity. They had turned it off at the beginning of the summer, but over Parents' Weekend, Visitors' Weekend, it was raining, and she decided to surprise everyone by turning <laughs> the lights on for them and by jumping up in like the rafters and hanging from them and flipping the switch. It's funny to think that you can get away with it because it's like anyone who walks by the bunk will be like, why is it all lit up? Oh, we didn't get away with it. Our parents turned no, us in. Our, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Her parents and my parents went straight to the camp director <laughs> and told them this was a safety hazard and to please make sure that we were not able to do that anymore. <laughs> and now Caroline's husband, who I've never met, refers to me as Sammy the Electrician. Yes. <laughs> so if there's somebody who can figure out how they wired trees in the camp with electrical outlets, it might be you. It's insane. I, like, I just, I, it's crazy. Like, on nights that were socials, especially when it was like a bunk, uh, the 14-year-olds and the 15-year-olds had a joint social together. Just every tree was taken with yeah. blow dryers. And the girls used to put on their, people used to put on their like little tube tops or mm-hmm. their little spaghetti strap yeah. shirts. Their and jean then, shorts. And their no, jean, they're, sorry, their jeans skirts. skirts. Yeah. And then wear their white uniform shirt over, over. the shirt to dinner. Yeah, as to but not get it dirty. you knew that they looked really cool because they had their hair blow dried and the makeup on and they would go to dinner and you always wanted to know like as a younger camper like what they were wearing underneath. Yeah, it'd be like, can I get a sneak peek? Right. Yeah, it's so funny. I socials are like one of the funniest things. We're going to have a whole episode on socials mm-hmm. at one point. We're going to get some boys on to come talk to us about nice. socials. Yeah. It's going to be good. Uh, I have a, a question for you, Sammy. For me? <laughs> I said Sammy. Oh, uh, you did. I have a question for you, Caroline. Um, <laughs> when we were talking about that relationship that you had with Sammy where you were kind of, you were the clean one and she was the messy one and you in some way felt some kind of respect I guess the question is, did you feel some type of like motherly responsibility towards making sure that she was taking care of herself and her area? And would you ever be the one to like encourage her to shower, encourage her to do things? Or would you ever feel like you needed to, you know, shoot cleaner area and then you'd give it like a once over after? Oh, you definitely man. swept our areas I mean, constantly. Yeah, definitely a lot of sweeping, a lot of cleaning around. I mean, I don't think I was like ever offering to make her bed or anything (laughs) or like I don't think I was ever telling her to uh you know we kind of just like embraced reality embrace 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 the situation embrace the situation I I I feel like inspection really saved us because like everyone had to quasi clean up mm -hmm. every morning so I mean it wouldn't be the most comprehensive effort but like it would be good enough uh, I do remember, I mean, I do think that you were probably put next to me every summer because you were so level-headed and just very, like, you're probably one of the only people who could handle being next to me every summer. And then, But and then by Bunk 12, we loved it. We were, by the time we were in our last summer, it was, like, the best. It was like, yep, Caroline's sleeping across from me. We always, we had to. We had to. I do have, like, one specific memory that I don't know if you remember this, but and I don't want to, like, reveal anything about your personal life, but you have bunions. I have bunions, too, now. (laughs) 
and you had these like rubber things that you put in between your toes. I use them too. It's like they're the best things ever. I still I use them too. She's pointing to one right now. Oh, I found something like that on my floor yesterday. I was very confused as to what it was. I think what you're referring to. I think what you're referring to, Sammy, is called a toe separator. Toe separator. I use them. They can be purchased in your everyday convenience store. I prefer the Rite Aid ones. Yes, or 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 order on Amazon. Um, I started wearing them at the age of 10, <laughs> and I've never stopped since. But They're so, actually not the most hygienic, not the most hygienic item in the world because I have gross that's in between your feet all the time, but I can't believe you remember that. No, so I have this distinct memory of, it was like the night before our big Bunk 12 hiking trip, and you went to sleep with them in your feet. And then the next morning, you needed them for the hiking trip, but they had fallen out <gasps> in the night, and you... Worth like I've never seen you more upset in my life. You were like, if I don't have these for the hiking trip, I'm gonna die. Like my feet are gonna hurt so much. You were like weeping, like wailing, crying, and we like tore your bed apart. And did I find yeah, them? Yeah, we found both of them. Oh my gosh. It was it I was, mean those hikes were tough enough. I know, I know. And like now that I use them now and I think about how painful it is to have this condition, I am like, I'm I'm with her. Like I think about that often when I can't find one to put in my toes and I'm gonna wear like heels or something and I'm like I'm gonna die if I can't find this and I always think about that moment yeah the problem is like you leave them hanging you leave them laying around everywhere and then you lose them really quickly and a place like camp who knows what's gonna happen especially if you sleep in them (laughs) 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 what can I say whatever works right yeah man gotta do what you gotta do should we do some would you rathers so we down to play Sure. We wrote okay. down a bunch of would you rathers and also our friend Hannah LaBelle, if you remember I Hannah. ran into her on the street a few days ago. They might be kind of gross, um, but, you know, good luck. Uh, so we're going to take turns. Just pick something out? Yeah, doing some would you rathers. Oh, my gosh. I'm scared. Okay. <laughs> would you rather be pants in the dining room or forget your only line in the play? <laughs> I feel like, why am I having this memory right now of like pantsing being a thing, like that we used to do to each other all the it time? Was it was like very much a thing. As you would walk from your the bunk to the dining room, you I also would get feel pants. Like you specifically, as a camper, got pantsed a lot. I she had the I, longest, skinniest legs. So there was, <laughs> was a lot just like to a lot, a lot down. to work with yeah. in the pantsing. <laughs> I think I did get pants all the time, and as much as I hated that, I guess I kind of got used to it. So. <laughs> I, see, I think I would rather get pants because I got horrible parts in the plays at camp. So if I only had, I rarely had more than one line. So to forget my only line in the play would be like catastrophic. It was it's your like shining my moment. one opportunity to shine. Yeah. In contrast to like the other two people around the table here who I feel like often had leading parts and were the stars. Nope, nope. You're not, you're not getting that right on my end, but yes I, on Sammy. I, okay, guys. <laughs> Everybody be, that's so funny. I feel like mean. pantsing usually happened in the dining room. Yes. I kind of, I really remember it more so like on the walks from place to place. Oh, really? Yes. I remember that you did get pantsed a lot. I think I did too. (laughs) You were so skinny. It was so easy to pants you. Bringing up bad memories. (laughs) Okay. I got, would you rather get a leech in the lake or an intense hickey at a social? Okay. So leech land was like a little area on the side of the lake. That I like, like very, to avoid. There are all the reeds there. Yeah, I didn't want those because people said that you could 
It was like blood sucking. That didn't sound fun. Uh, so I would definitely go with getting an intense hickey at a social because uh, I wasn't super cool at camp, but if I had a big hickey, I think people would think that I was real cool and real rebellious. Some street cred. Yeah, so I wish. Would you rather be forced to write a letter home every day? This is not a good one for me. Or you don't have to write any letters, but you don't get any mail the whole summer. I think I'd prefer not to write any letters. Did you write letters? I like wrote one home per summer, maybe. Yeah. If I if my parents were lucky. There's so much work. One. It was exhausting. You know, now at camp, um, I think this is a policy across a lot of camps this, is yeah. that they require to get into lunch like on Sundays, you have to bring a letter to lunch and put it in the bin to be mailed out. Otherwise you can't get into lunch. Word is some rebellious bunk twelvers will just take an envelope, lick it, put a stamp on it, and be like, here you go. Yeah. Which is one hundred percent what I would have done. One hundred percent. Well, the thing is that nowadays like parents have it so easy too because there's all these like apps and stuff where you just like send a photo via postcard. You yeah. don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. And there's also um um there's there's also <laughs> There's also um, a lot of, uh, like, they can keep track of their kids on the camp websites. Like, you know, you can, kids show up on all the photos. They get links, like, special private links. Right. So they can right, look right, at all right. the photos so, like, of their kids. So, like, you don't even have to write letters nowadays because, like, they often send these, like, newsletters out every week with yeah. the kids' pictures in now it. Now I'm hearing things, though, that, like, a picture will be posted of, like, a group of five girls having hanging out, and then one girl won't be smiling. And that I parent know. will be like, what is going on? What is going on? My child yeah. looks like she is extremely depressed when I was a counselor there were times like when we would be like at our equivalent of color war or um down at the lake the whole camp would be at free swim or something and the director would hand me a camera and be like take a picture of this specific camper their parent has called three times today asking why there are no pictures of them on the website that sounds very ransom-esque yeah and so I would have to show me that they're still alive follow one kid around and be like hey hey why don't you take a picture going off the slide why don't you take a picture throwing a baseball and like it was just insane I think we got pretty lucky going to camp at a time when like most of this stuff didn't exist. Yeah, for like, sure. Can't, I mean, we took photos, but like... You had to wait for no them to be phones, developed. No email, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you had to wait for your photos to be developed at the end of the summer. Yeah. And it just like made everything so much simpler. Yeah. My dad simpler. used to fax letters yes. sometimes, right? And From the office. was a big faxer. He was a big faxer. Yeah. Good fun fact. Good fun fact about Seymour. Um, it's Caroline's turn. All right, let's see. Huh. Would you rather be team captain or color war general? It's color war, like the equivalent. It's like the equivalent of team captain. So would you rather be team captain slash color war general or the lead in the play? This is a super easy one for me because I had the great honor of being Brown team captain my last summer. Yeah, my last summer of camp with um, Sarah Lederhandler. And um, we actually won that summer. It was like one yeah. of the few summers that it Brown won. It was a won. really big deal. I took a lot of pride in that, even though we didn't, we at Walden, we didn't care who won or lost. It was all just about the fun of the game. Um, so yeah, easy one for me. I loved, loved, loved being a team captain. So peppy. You were a great leader. I was of, on that winning Brown team. Were you? Mm-hmm. Do I have some good pep and spirit? The best pep Do you and know, the best spirit. I didn't know the word pep until I came to Walden. Like, what? who even learns but that that's word? that's, like, one of the top ten like used a, words. I know, I it is. When I left Walden, I unlearned the word pep. You did. No <laughs> you unlearned it. it. No one uses it in the real world. Uh, would you rather be without electricity or without running water? 
Uh, I got to go, you know, I, I feel Basically like camp. Basically, we're without both at camp. Yeah, camp is what taught me that I didn't need electricity and, and looking at the stars and, uh, and being out wandering in the dark with a flashlight was way more fun. Uh, but when I went to camp, I definitely was afraid, like afraid of the dark, like couldn't sleep without mm. like, the hallway light on type thing. Uh, got but over my that summers at camp got rid of that fear. Yeah. <laughs> would you rather, this is a funny one for me too, uh, would you rather win the camp tennis tournament or the camp swim meet? Uh, I think probably the swim meet, I'm a kind of a better swimmer than I am a tennis player. But when our last summer at camp, we our our camp won the inter camp tennis tournament. I was, was on the team. Huge deal, that Caroline. Was so I was cool. on the team, but when I was they, not, but I was an alternate. Don't tell anyone. You were a part of it. You were a part of it, and I remember when you guys came back to camp. Yeah. The whole camp was gathered at the on the road uh, yeah. as you guys came yeah, down. It was we so were cheering. Cool. They were cheering for us. Yeah, and fun fact: that's the last time that. Walden won intercamp. They haven't no. won. And, you know, how, how long has it been? 14 years since yeah. we were at camp. I that was awesome. That one story. It was like the Olympics. I felt like yeah, it was on the Olympics like, yeah. team. That I one do, story I didn't is do like, a thing. maybe we were a non-competitive camp that would never freak out about like winning or losing because yeah. more often than not, we lost. We lost. <laughs> but that's the one example of us like winning and yeah. going like, yeah, Yeah, we won. I, for some reason, someone handed me a bullhorn and I was like cheering. I was like leading the cheers as you guys rolled into camp. I remember. That. that was so cool. Oh. It was, it was like the Olympics. It right. was amazing. It was so awesome. awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're going to wrap up this segment and, uh, and wrap up the podcast and wrap up this episode. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This has been awesome. Caroline, I'm so happy you came on. Thank you, Caroline. Um, I'm Sammy Moskowitz. And I'm Julia Linden. And, and shout out to our best producer ever, Allison Caden. And hit us up on social media if you want to tell a story, us to tell one of your stories. If you want to ask a question, if you want us to talk about something specific, happycamperspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can uh, find us on Instagram at happycamperspodcast. Or Twitter at happycamperspod. (laughs) Cool. Well, uh, day is done. Gone the sun. Over and out. Bye. Bye. Our theme song was written, recorded, and sung by the very talented Steffi Copeland.